Just trust me, okay? This is Michael, and we are now back with Maria G. Hello. Hello. So this is the third part of your story, and you had just, for the first time, how long had it been? A decade? Okay, so the no, it had been 15 years. So I had, and I have a license in 15 first, years. So the first time in 15 years that you are on your way back home. Yeah, to Jersey. Yeah. Like, well, no, well, I left Jersey in 2018. I drove back up there in 2019. So it had been 11 years. Gotcha. Since I'd been to Jersey. Um, and, uh, I mean, I'd driven that one time when I was in Tennessee. I drove for, drove for a year illegally. And that's right. how I got in trouble here, too, right? So anytime I'm doing something illegal, I'm normally going to get in trouble. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's usually how it goes. So I drove up. I mean, it was amazing. Like, my, my stepfather, who had seen me through all this, welcomed me in his house he was a little uncomfortable at first you know my mom i got to help my mother like i got to do things around the house and help her you know because she's older now and like she needs i'm I'm pretty i'm pretty crafty and i'm good at construction i remember seeing pictures of this trip and it did not dawn on me how important or relevant that trip actually was i just saw that you had a flurry of pictures Mm -hmm. and you were so proud and excited and spending time with family and i was like well maybe this is her once a year trip and it was your once in a lifetime trip trip back to reality and let me tell you man like that was how were you greeted when you got there oh my god i was so uncomfortable like my aunt my uncle my mom and i was so uncomfortable and i'm just like i just drove six hours i just want to change and we all went after we started having lunch at the restaurant that I know that they always go to, I felt better. Um, and then sleeping at in my mom in the bed that I woke up in that time I stole her car. Mm. Like they trusted me in their house again. Um, and I'm gonna tell you right now, being present for people that love you. You know, my mom had to give up on me for a while because that's the only way she kept her sanity. But she never stopped praying for me. Did she ever attend any meetings for a different fellowship to try to yeah, she, understand she you? Did the other one, yeah, she did. But my mom is my mom also drank. Okay, so she she did oh a, true 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 yeah she did a fellowship, but I call her a situational drinker. Like she okay. didn't she, once once the relationship with her and my father were over, and she got you know with my stepfather a little into that, she just kind of stopped okay because she saw it was a problem now don't get me wrong she knows that if she picks up a bottle of wine she might not be able to put that bitch down right so she tries her best not to but she doesn't continue recovery my sister's the same way my sister had a lot of consequences from her drinking in her 20s right so she stopped but she does not work a program of recovery. Okay. Oh, well, that's right. And you had said this. This is the sister. You only have one sibling? Only one sibling. So this is the sister mm-hmm. that has your daughter that she refuses to let you see or have anything to do with you. But she herself has her own demons at bay. Yeah, yeah, she does. And, and like, I wish I could talk to her, man. Like, we weren't ever really close because of just the chaos. And not only when I'm as, as adults, but as kids. There was just so much chaos. Okay. And, um... You know, I wish I could talk to her because some of the things that my mom does tell me, which is not much, you know, I wish I could be there for her. I wish I could give her some of my experience, a life experience, not about, not about drinking, not about recovery, about life. She's dealing with life shit. She doesn't have her big sister there, but she made it very clear um, this last summer that she does not want to rebuild a relationship. With now, me. that was directly to you or yes, indirectly? Directly. Okay. That was directly through email. Yay. Okay. But anyway, so seeing my mom um, and going up there, that was like fucking momentous for me. Um, and I was able to go up a few more times before COVID. Of course. Because, um, you know, 2020 came real quick. And you said now, too, before you went up there, you had just capped healthily a relationship for the first time where yep. you were just like, you know what? I can't do this. It's not fair to you. And I don't want to just drag you along. So right. you'd ended that you went off to go re solidify a relationship that you weren't sure about with your family mm-hmm. again, yep. that ended up working out. And how long were you up there? I was only up there for like four days, five days. And this is in 2019. Yeah. 2019. It was uh, a little after, I think it was like probably about April 30th, okay. maybe May. Um, and then I, I went up every few months. Um, now here's the, here's the, here's the thing. I still don't, didn't like to be like alone. Right. All right. Now I'm working on steps. Okay. I'm gonna let y'all know. Here's the recovery piece, guys. You gotta do the work. Okay. So I had a home group. I had service commitments where I brought meetings into detoxes, you know, and that reminded me of where I was and it it gave me the ability to help help people like you. Yep. Right. Because you heard my story and you were like, oh shit, people talk about this. Right. Well, I think the biggest thing that resonated to me, because I believe you did touch on the rape story when you were there. Yep. And even though I had not been to that extent uh, in an abusive situation during my time using extensively, I, it resonated with me that I was like, no filter. Right. I want to talk to her. 
Yeah. Yeah. And that's what you did. I remember you coming up to me and being like, no one's ever talked about that before. And I'm like, fuck that, dude. We yep. need to talk. Yep. This is the shit like me. My boyfriend now, he knows my story. Exactly. Right. Like, and I, I hate it. So not that I hate it. I feel bad for him in a way because right. he knows Everything. my story. Yep. You know? Um, and, and I, I don't, I don't badger him with or anything like that. And I'm sure luckily he's in the program as well. So like he understands that people change and what we go through. But, um, so anyway, get back to it like this to stay where I'm at and to continue having a car and having a job and being with my family. You know what I mean? Like all that shit. I still go to meetings. I have sponsees now. Who hey, you got to do the work. But, I got to do the work. But at that time, too, you were saying you were having issues with being alone. I was having. Yeah. So the whole relationship thing was starting to weigh on me. Right. Because here I am in my big, lonely bed. My life is good. I have everything. But I But you're all alone. I'm all alone. Um. And isn't it funny too? Don't didn't you find that when you finally had come to terms with everything you'd been working the program, doing all these different things, that the silence was so strange. You know, sometimes it was really nice because like I could do whatever I wanted. I didn't have to worry about pleasing the person next to me because there was no one. There was no one, right? Right. But then there was always the like it was kind of nice. So that guy that I did the dick and dinner thing with yep. for a few months off and on, like I would call him and like, we would try and then I'd be like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, this isn't, this no, isn't no, 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 yeah. no. And, um, it wasn't that the sex was great. It was just the fact that I knew companionship, yeah, companionship and comfort and comfort. Right. But I was like, this is wrong on both ends. Right. So that summer, um, of 2019, I tried to like hardcore date on internet dating. Okay. Oh. I went on about 12 first dates. Now, luckily, they showed up, number one, because that's hard for women, I hear. Number two, they right. look like they're pitchers. Right. Um, but I just, I didn't feel any, and they knew. They knew I was in recovery. I was always real up front, like, look, dude, I don't drink, and I don't do drugs. And if you do, that's kind of cool, but just know I don't. And they were like, yeah, we're good. Well, no, the ones were real. There were some of them that were like, thank God, because I had an alcoholic or an addict girlfriend or an okay. addict wife. So, you know, that shit. Nowadays, like you said, back in 2003, it was still kind of hush-hush. Oh, yeah. Nowadays, it's wide the fuck open. Everyone wide else. Wide the fuck open. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I I did that for like two or three months. And then in October of 2019, I remember specifically right in the beginning or the end of September, I remember specifically being like, God, dude, like I've been doing this and I just it's becoming so forced like i'm forcing it and i maybe i just have to put my hands up and surrender just like i did the drinking right i just gotta let it go um and that's what i found in life is if i just put my hands up because if i'm fighting way too hard for something right probably not it's not right right so i put my hands up i I deleted all the website shit i deleted all my little fucking app profiles and uh literally literally like three weeks later i even posted something on facebook i posted something on facebook like look something i'm done (laughs) something i learned in recovery is if you're trying for something too hard and you're pushing and you're pushing and you're pushing and it's causing more pain than it is good that maybe you need to let it go and give it over to your higher power yeah because you're in your will yeah i want it now yep and i let go and no shit not three weeks later um the man i've been with uh, since the, since October, end of October of uh, 2019, he messaged me on Facebook, and we had actually known each other um, for about four years through 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 recovery. Although we never really hung out, we hung out once or twice. Um, but I'd seen him at a meeting, and um, I was in my pajamas. Okay, so I'd gotten to a point with recovery where I wasn't trying to look good when I went to meetings anymore. Right. Yes, and it's funny that you say that because a lot of times people, especially within those first six months, they're like, "Oh, this is time to put myself on the market." Yeah, like people walk in there with their, and I was one of those people. I ain't right. gonna lie, dude. I was up there all dressed up, my tits hanging out because like I still got big fake boobs, right? Like tattoos. I'm like, yeah, man, look at me. And and I realize now, and sometimes I do talk to people about it. And then know. after the meetings, though, were you the one that was acting like, "I don't know why you're looking at me." Oh God. I- or like I get I get a message like, "Hey, you want to go get coffee?" And I'm like, "Ugh." <laughs> right. Um, um, right. But anyway, it was at it was at someone's celebration and he happened to be in the area and afterwards he like I was in my fucking pajamas. Right. I didn't give a fuck. Um because I was driving now, right? I didn't mm-hmm. need my scooter because scooter you couldn't wear pajamas. Right. And uh he comes up and he gives me a hug and I'm like, that was random. And I was like, but that felt <laughs> that felt really good. For some so reason that, that, that hug out right. of everything felt so good. Right. Um and then like a week later, I got sick and he messaged me on Facebook asking if I need anything. I'm like, what the fuck is this dude asking me? What do you want? Yeah. I was like, literally like, oh, <laughs> uh, no, I'm good, dude. And, uh, and then like we, we messaged about and he was just so funny via messenger. Like he was just he fucking cracked me up with some really dry, intelligent humor. That was just like to look at him versus me. People are like, what? Because he, he looks very clean cut. 
right? Very clean cut. Not going to lie. When I saw the first pictures pop up on Facebook, I was like, is that a cousin or who? (laughs) No, but he's from Jersey too. Like we both got our Jersey roots. And, um, and, and that was the first time, um, I went on a first date and actually felt that, that connection, that excitement. Like I was waiting at the door, looking at my fucking window for him and shit. Wow. Yeah. And, um, we went to, we went and sushi and he was real patient with me teaching me how to use chopsticks and we just talked the whole time and he had me laughing. So like, dude, I was, I was done. Um, and it, it, luckily when you find someone that, that has a program and who's been working it for a long time and knows the difference between, um, fucking and relationships and doesn't Mm. do that shit. Um, I was blessed because I finally found something that I wanted to work for and that had me. And I think it's with someone that wanted to do the same thing, wanted to build something. Exactly. Like, cause here's the thing. I mean, everybody's got their background in relationships, right? Mm -hmm. But like when you find that person that you're willing to make the sacrifices for, and it's not the toxic sacrifices, you know, it's the uncomfortability of trying something new and getting intimate. Oh my God. Getting intimate with another human being Mm -hmm. and not just fucking. Because I thought yes. that's what intimacy was. Right, right. Just being intimate is not just sex. No, no. I thought, and then that's it's a whole my, connection. My mentality for so long. So, like, so yeah. So, I mean, that happened. Well, um, and had you found too that the majority of the time that you were actually in physical contact, uh, whether it was sexual, making out, or whatever, you were in an altered state of mind of some kind. Well, yeah, because here you are. Com- okay, I was uncomfortable. Because I was nervous, right? right? I was always nervous for a while, but the excitement was there like I was a teenager. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, And I learned that I could be my, after a while, because I was nervous. I do, I was a 42, 43 year old woman that was nervous like a fucking 18 year old around him for a while. And um, he didn't know that. He didn't know that. Um, And uh, what I found was that um, through communication and honesty, um, that relationships can go to a level I never thought possible. And, uh, when it came time for COVID, we had already started, I slept over his house a bunch of times, but he was like, yo, just stay up here for like a couple weeks. Cause I was working from home and, uh, um, in quotes, a couple weeks. weeks. So that, no, seriously. So for him, for him, uh, re- having someone live with him was a whole new experience, right? especially a female. So that was, that was really uncomfortable for him. And we grew. Oh yeah. So speaking of, so he had never been married. He doesn't have kids. None of this. None of it. Okay. Um, and, uh, having someone live with him was completely different too. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah. So after God, how many, uh, it was July when finally we were like, all right. So like I've been staying here and paying rent at my other place. July of 2020. Yeah. For Mm -hmm. fucking four months or whatever. Cause it was March to July of 2020. So we did that, um, during this time. So the relationship with my mom is still going strong. Uh, like I said, the sister thing, no good. My relationship now, COVID changed stuff. So I was doing Zoom meetings and trying to do meetings up in his area, which is like the Hampton area. And um, Virginia Beach, I, I, the disconnect you start to feel when you're not around your people is really kind of fucked up. Like I started feeling disconnected. I come down here now for meetings. Like I'll make the time to come down here. And you definitely do. That's quite the drive, but you definitely do. I got Because your recovery is your priority. My, here's the thing. If I ain't got that... The car, the job, because, dude, my job situation, like, that's something I really ever touched on. Like, I have a company. Okay, I never stayed at a job for more than three to six months. After the big box store, where mm-hmm. I was there for six years, mm-hmm. I didn't stay at it. I couldn't, right? Because mm-hmm. I couldn't mm-hmm. fucking keep my job. Nope. Um, I'm at a company now where uh, they gave me a corporate credit card. And you're like, I could blow this up uh, yeah trust me i have a shopping problem <laughs> right like, like i do now but like, right. I'm, I'm honest about it and i'm i'm, I'm paying my debt right. down because you know you give a a newly clean attic credit oh fuck but anyway it, i didn't I, I didn't. it's, get, it's, it's it true though it i mean i i remember what you know when you're new to being clean and having people trust you it's almost like is this a trap yeah like, <laughs> what is gonna happen like i'm afraid like i had somebody go buy gas for the van at work and like with my corporate credit card right and i'm like where's the receipt <laughs> like i'm already scanning it and trying to send it to somebody they're like look you don't turn that into the end of the month i'm like i'm making copies <laughs> here's this this is the pictures this uh, is the van <laughs> this, yeah like we're looking at the gas gauge and shit yes. um so I mean, so like everything in my life that I have today, my job, which I'm moving up in the company very rapidly now. I went back. I like left the job I had gotten at first when I first got clean because of money. And then I went back to it. Right. And they invited me back. Who the fuck does that? Right. Like I left there saying I love y'all, but I'm not getting paid enough. I went to another company and then something opened up at my old company and they were like, yo, we love you. 
you kick ass, come back here. And I came back there 14 months after I left them and I got a $14,000 raise from when I left them. Like every month I was gone was $1,000 that I made more when I came back in my salary. Right. It's fucking insane. That is. Um, And now I've just been granted an opportunity with them that if it happens, like it could be a major platform for me. And like, I never thought this is shit that I was doing when I was clean at 20. Right. Right. That I was doing with the big box store. I'm actually getting to relive all of those opportunities now. Right. And it's just fucking incredible. But, um, and it's recovery. It's because of fucking recovery. Before we get to the next leap, we're going to go ahead and take a break and we'll be right back. Homeward bound. I wish I was homeward bound. Home where my thoughts escaping home where my music's welcome back so we were talking about that you had just gotten to this point now where you're back with the company that you used to be with they had you come back with open arms they were paying you more now you're at a position where it could be a whole other level of movement upwards Mm -hmm. so what's going on with that um so there's some there's some big changes happening in my company and um my the vice president who actually is like in Minneapolis because we're a very large corporation has shown interest in the fact that I give a shit. Here's my problem. I give a shit. Right. When you give a shit as an employee and you're willing to do more, not to kiss ass, but because you're passionate, mm-hmm. they actually recognize that stuff. Yeah. They actually do. You know what I mean? At the right uh, companies the they right, do. The right companies they do. And um some stuff has been changed in this last week that I found out that they want me to be involved in. And it's gonna put my okay I'm management now, which is fucking scary because I have to deal with people and I'm still not the best with controlling my reactions, especially when people are lazy. (laughs) Right. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking that my higher power and this is something that I'm being put into my, it put in my direction so that I can learn more about dealing with personalities. Right. Because I'm going to be fixing a department, right? I'm going to be going in, knowing what's wrong, knowing who's lazy, knowing the problems right. and having to walk in without literally like a bull in a China shop being like, you're all fucked up, you know? So I got to, I got to learn how to twist some shit and make it like, I'm here to help you. Right. So, I mean, but if, if this works, there's a, there's a chance of me moving to a whole nother direction and, and, and I'm not going to, money is great. Okay. Like I never had money cause I was always fucking up. You're always blowing it as fast as you got it. Like I could never get past a thirty thousand dollar mark, and I'm not—I don't want to put money out there, but like I could never, and, and I could never get past that, right? Because mm-hmm. I could never keep a job long enough, and then mm-hmm. my history looked like shit. But like, if this all happens and it works out, like I could get in the next year, I could get close to like six digits. And for me to say that, having four years clean, no college education. Miracle. Fucking miracle, man. And it's not about the money. It's about the fact that I busted my ass and stayed clean and showed that I could do it to a company. And they know I'm in recovery, Mm y'all. Not the whole place, but my boss, he knows. Now, he doesn't know the extent. He doesn't know my background. But he knows that I don't drink. You know what I mean? And so do some of my associates. They don't really question or ask about it. But, like, we had an alcoholic working there. Yeah, we had someone that was coming in drunk, and who was the one they they asked about? Like, hey, can you help us? And I'm like, I'll give you my input, but you can't change shit. Right, right, right. So, but yeah, so I mean, the work is really. I'm a little nervous, of course. It's going to be uncomfortable and challenging, but I'm, it's exciting at the same time. Um, so yeah, just to just to see that blossom and the fact that like. I don't have to walk in the work and fucking guilty about what I did last night. Absolutely. Or trying to make up for, oh, this is this is the excuse for why I'm late. And this is why I didn't yep. show up yesterday. Yep. And this is, yep. Yeah, like that's, that's incredible. I mean, something that recovery gives me every day that I take for granted is I wake up and I'm not sick and I'm in a clean bed. And you're not ashamed. I'm not ashamed anymore. Like, and, and here's the best part. When you do stay single for a while, and I'm not saying stay single, when you start working on yourself, okay? <laughs> All right. when you start working on yourself and really learning your self-worth and your, self, your self-esteem gets up, you start to love yourself on a level where you realize you don't need to put up with some shit, that you deserve more. That you set boundaries. Right. And all that shit is important in every step of your life. Just not your relationships, but also your job. You know what I mean? Like every aspect. And and because of because of all that and the growth, it's given me these opportunities. And I'm grateful for them. 
Like, Absolutely. Really as scared as I am, I'm grateful. So this takes care of where you're at with your professional life. Now let's dabble back into where you're at in your healthy, newfound relationship yeah. life. So you two have been together now almost how long? About a year and a half. Year and a half. Okay. And the thought of marriage isn't freaking you out. The thought of having a child isn't freaking you out. So let's tackle what's going on with the child aspect. So now here you are. You have the opportunity to, I guess, what you would probably agree with is trying to do this the right way this time. I'm trying to. Okay, yeah. I've been given the opportunity to really. Like my whole life has started over. Like everything. The career, relationship with my mom. Um, and now this relationship with this man and, um, you know, we're, we're not that we're older, but we're, he's 41 and I'm almost 45. And, um, you know, one of the, here's the fucked up thing. When we first started dating, he, we were like sitting there talking about seriousness and I right. was never used to doing that with anybody. And he's like, so what do you think about having kids? And I was like, um, um, I never really thought about it. And you know what I'm saying? Right. Because my child, not saying she was an accident, but she was not expected. And I never thought I'd be in another relationship ever in my life where I would be with a man who I'd want to have a child with. Or who would bring it up. Or who, yeah. Who the fuck does that? Right. So he did that. And I was like, well, yeah. I mean, if it was the right person. Right. And then it was, I think about five or six months ago, the question about marriage came in. And I was like, you know, when I got when I got divorced, I was like, fuck marriage. Blah. And now I've gotten to a point in my life and I've told people this. Like, if it was the right person, fuck yeah. Right. So and it's kind of sad how it went down because we're talking about it in the kitchen. And I'm like, he's like, so what do you think about, about getting married and stuff? And I was like, well, and I was I was laying all this stuff out. And I said to him, I said, you know, because I was like, dude, you're an awesome guy. And I would never think about marriage again until I found a really great guy. Blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And I'm like, I would have no issue with that. And that comment, because I didn't know what to say. I'm right. fucking nervous, yep. dude. And put on the spot. Put on the spot, right? And he nowadays, every once in a while, when we're talking about something, he'll be like, I have no issue with that. And I'll be like, <laughs> fuck you. But right. anyway, so yeah, so we're at a point now, like we live together, we are doing things together, we're buying things together, we're putting you know, all this house stuff and all this cute little shit that I never thought would happen. I'm right. on the phone with my mom today, or not, yeah, this morning, and I'm like... She's like, what's going on? I'm like, well, we're going to have the deck done at the end of April, and we have the new kitchen table coming. Oh, yeah. During COVID, you were showing, or not during COVID, during your spring cleaning or whatever, yeah. you did a whole bunch of little projects in the house. In the house, right? Like, I have a fucking normal Mary or Martha Stewart fucking life now. Who the fuck knew? <laughs> right. Like, I'm cooking. I'm baking. I'm enjoying it, right? And I'm not jonesing to get fucked up. Like, right. I don't think about that. Like, that's right. not my deal anymore. And um, and now we, we had the conversation, because like... When he asked me about having kids, that was a while ago. And I, I told him about six months into our relationship. And I said, look, I said, you need to know this now. I'm at an age where it might be hard to have kids. Right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you your out. Yeah, like if you're banking on that, this might not work. You may want to get yourself a younger model. And um, <laughs> he was like, he's like, no, no, no. Well, so we recently decided we had to talk back um, in October about it. And um, we decided we're going to try to have a kid. And that's awesome, right? Because I'm excited. Right. And um, I'm so, prepared- so you went to the doctor and all this about it. And what did the doctor tell you? Well, so I went to my OBGYN and she's like, well, with your age, we need to do testing and you should probably go see a fertility doctor right away. And I'm like, all right, that's cool. Right. I have insurance. I will pay for it. And um, I went to the I went to the doctor um, about a month ago, a little over a month ago. And um, <sighs> you would think fertility doctors would be really more understanding and caring. Right. And uh, this woman, I mean, she was very to the point. Your age range, this is your percentage rate of naturally getting pregnant. It's like right. under 8%. And if you do get pregnant, 50% or more people miscarry. Um, blah, blah, blah. Nine out of 10 eggs for a woman your age are abnormal. Like, oh, just, oh, thank you. Just worse, 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 worse. But she's being honest. So I right. got to give her that, right? right? She's being honest. So she said, we're going to do some blood tests. So do some blood tests. And I see all the tests come back on their little fucking uh, website. Except for the one that tells me about my my eggs. Okay. And that's a big deal. That's the Absolutely. big fucking deal. Everything starts with the egg. And um, I, I finally asked them through an email and they give me the results and I'm like, oh, fuck. What'd they say? Uh, your AMH level is a 00.0015. And I'm like, okay, AMH tells you your egg reserve, right? Okay. And that's literally almost nothing like that it's supposed if you uh, normal people my age my age anyway have a 0.1 or a 0.2 i'm way under that you're like 0.000 yeah i'm like almost nothing which means chances of me having a baby with my eggs are like fucking null and void right right dude oh my god 
the emotions to find to hear that you cannot give life right anymore the chance of you giving life is really fucking low you know i called him i reached out to some women in recovery i was a mess man i don't think i've ever cried so much i tried to go to walmart and i ended up crying in the parking lot mm-hmm. um i came home i couldn't i was like three days of crying and um and he's like baby don't, don't worry we'll adopt and then I was, he's like, I'm like, just, I'm like, babe, I'm like, you know what? You can still, and he's like, look, you need to understand something. I don't want a child. I want a family with you. Mm-hmm. So to have that kind of love from another human being is so unnatural to me. And it's so weird. Um, So I'm still uncomfortable with it. Um, But I allowed myself to be vulnerable and we talked about it. And um, we're going to see another doctor because this woman was just so cold. Uh, she was recommended because she was in the same like hospital genre as my OBGYN. <laughs> right. But there's a billion fucking fertility specialists and my insurance helps. So um, we talked about it and we're seeing another person at the end of the month. And uh, that doctor, I let him know straight up, like, look, here's the deal. And um, we're lo- we're willing to do a donor egg, which is my boyfriend questioned me on that. He's like, would you be willing? Because this is, you have to understand as a woman, that means that the, the baby's not going to have my DNA. Right. Right. But I'll carry the child. And I was like, look, dude, that's the baby's ours no matter what. Whether right. we adopt mm-hmm. or it's a donor egg, it's uh, ours. It's ours. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're, we're going to be doing that. Um, we're going to see how that goes. Uh, the chances of me having a child with a donor egg jump like ex- exponentially. Like I go to like 59 to 71 percent, which is way better than like 8 percent and 50 percent of that miscarriage. So your body can carry the baby. Yeah. But. Your body just doesn't – it's basically out of eggs, eggs. to yeah. have a baby. Yeah, either the – I have a very low egg count and the eggs I have left are just not – they're old. They don't get they – they get older like we do. So as a person that's gone through the journey of recovery and to get to this point where now you're finally good and ready but you definitely took your time to get to this point, how do you feel looking backwards? Did you have that moment of like, what have I done? I can't believe I wasted all this oh, fucking God, time. Dude, you have no idea. Like that. What, was... were, what did some of those thoughts look like? Okay. So the first time I felt that I actually expressed it. I was like, fuck dude, I wasted so much fucking time. Right. Like I, God, I wish. Cause my, my, my significant other, my boyfriend has got decades clean. Oh, okay. Decades. He's got 22 years. I was going to say, so how old was he when he... He he, got, he was 19 when he got clean. That's right. fucking ridiculous. Isn't it? It's Isn't fucking it? nuts, right? Right. And he stayed clean and he's still part of recovery, right? He still does all that shit. That's why he's still clean. Right. And um, so he's a little bit younger than me, but man, I was like, God, this is the first time I've ever regretted all the time I've wasted. But then I also have to remind myself that I wouldn't be with him. This is true. Shit would have been different if this I would have got clean different. Shit would have been different. And it, and and he is the he's a fucking strength for me when it comes to certain things. Like my sponsor's there. I called her. I cried to her. I cried to my support group, all that stuff. But when it came down to it, his biggest thing is, babe, God's got us. Right. God's got us. If it's meant, it will happen. But we will do what we can. But please remember that God's got us. And I don't want anyone else but you. Because that's my biggest fear, right? Like, you're going to dump me because I'm, I'm old and withered, you know? I'm like, <laughs> right. No. Like, that's love. And that's something, man. Let me tell you, dude. I, I never... Okay. We're promised to lose the obsession of drinking and using, right? We're not promised. Right. We're not promised the job. We're not promised our families back. Like, I still don't have my daughter. Right. Right. I, don't, I still don't have communication with her. Like, that's some shit. Um, but I'm okay with that because that, God's got that too, right? She knows she's adopted. She knows this. Now, being so strong in your recovery, and you had brought this up about other instances where you were faced with the same thought, which was, you know, here I am sitting here trying to rush this, push this, force this. Did that thought hit you as well, where it's like, is this my higher power trying to tell me something? When it came for the baby? Yes. Um, Not yet, because we have... Okay, because we're not we're not forcing anything. You you know what I mean? We're gonna go through the we're gonna go through the process. They're gonna do a lot of testing on me. They're gonna do testing on him. So you're only at the beginning of that now. We're only at the beginning because that was a month ago. Yeah, we're only at the beginning of all that. And not only that, it's a financial, it's a big financial jump. 
to do something like and this. And you just so happen to be in a position where you're about to make potentially a lot more money. Yeah. And well, and the thing is with him, because he is, the, he makes more money than I do. He's got his credit together, right? Like I'm still paying off that bill that <laughs> right. I've, been, I've been enjoying. So his big thing is, and we're doing things, right? So we're doing shit that I've never thought I'd ever do, which is like putting a deck on your house and buying furniture. And right. you know what I mean? Like right. all this fucking shit. And he's like, his, he's already five steps ahead. Like this will be paid then this will be paid off then. You know, so we're not even looking to really put the money in for it. And oh, yeah. Wasn't this fall. your first Christmas where you were all excited about decorating your yeah, porch? Yeah. Like, because I had a house, yep, right? Like, yep. well, he has a house. And I, I remember that. It's right. It's fucking hours now, man. He's learning. Um, and, like, <laughs> and it's just, it's amazing to have this life. But you know what? Every day that I wake up, I go in my little she shed because he gave me a she shed. That's a brilliant. Fucking great. It's the guest room. Right. right. It's my she shed. And I go in there and I sit there and the first thing I do when I look at these dogs, because we have dogs, and um and I How drink many? two. Okay. Um I'm drinking my coffee. I'm sitting there in my little she shed and I'm like, dude, look at this shit. Look at this fucking life. Even when I'm like upset about shit. Like, look at this. I wake up Blows and I'm your in mind. a clean bed, dude. Mm-hmm. I wake up and I know my mom doesn't hate me. I wake up and I know I didn't fuck up at work. Mm-hmm. You know, like that right there for every time that something's not going my way right? or somebody's pissing me off, mm-hmm. that's a fucking gift to be pissed off. Absolutely. That's a gift to not have it go These are way. the problems you've been fighting for. Oh, my God. The high class fucking problems. Yep. Right? And, it, dude, I you would have told me four years ago, four years and a couple of weeks ago, that, that this, this is where, is where I would be. I never thought I was going to get my license back. I never thought I'd have a job that I've been at for this long who put me in a position of fucking authority. Right. That I get paid the money I get paid to do. That I wake up and I have women calling me because they're my sponsees and they want to talk to me about shit. And people go, respect you. It's fucking crazy, man. Yep. Like, it blows my mind. And, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, people... People out there that are struggling, like I struggled and thought I was, it was never going to help. And every time I, I went back down the rabbit hole and picked up another bottle or picked up another pill or smoked another fucking blunt, it never made anything better. Never. Never. Like it never did. But I would hear people say that, but I didn't understand until now, right? So anybody that's on the journey, anybody that's experiencing this, you're going to have to get there yourself. You Absolutely. can't be forced. And someone that's... Living with someone with this, you can't force them, you can't coerce them, you can't fucking make them do it. And I pray that I pray that they do because I'm telling you, dude, fucking life is probably one of the most amazing things I've ever experienced. It's, it's fucking incredible. When we come back, we're going to talk more about the gifts of recovery, and this will close out that segment. And so we'll be right back to do that in just a moment. In a beautiful house with a beautiful wife, and you may ask yourself. Welcome back. So we were talking about the gifts of recovery. You're talking about definitely making sure that people understand that, like, you know, one thing that they always talk about is you might not want to go to a meeting, whatever meeting that is for you. And, but the one thing that you know for sure is when you drag your ass there and you get there, you always leave feeling better than you did when you got there. Right. So just suit up, show up, whatever meeting it is that you need for help for you to make yourself better. Right. And you've gotten to see the end results of that with where you're at now. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you said, four years ago, you'd have been like, you're full of shit. Right. There's no way I'm going to be in a house with some guy that gives a fuck. Right. Like, that's not happening. Have a car. And, and he doesn't, Ooh. he wants kids. And if that's in question, he doesn't carry it with me it's me exactly he wants me i'm enough finally it's not the outside it's the inside you know what i mean right so so number one now here we are at the well really the beginning of another new journey of another chapter do you finally for the first time in your life feel like you are at peace with yourself and have confidence now and you are enough okay so i just i just went over my sixth step with my sponsor and it talks a lot about like my defects and um I do, uh, but I wore a mask of confidence for so long because that was the easiest way for me to avoid people seeing what was really going on. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm good, right? Like, I got my shit together. You don't know. Um, 
okay, so I'm very at peace with my life. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm so great. And maybe that's because it's been so chaotic. Like, I've had so much shit go bad that what I have now is just fucking amazing, right? right. So, like, anytime I get a little more, I'm like, oh, my God, you're great. Um, I still find myself wanting as far as myself, as far as my body. Right. As far as my looks. Um, I see other women um, and I feel – I still feel that envy. Well, but you have the human condition, of course. Yeah. But it's not as bad. No, no. Like I can recognize it now. Sometimes I can shut it down. That's something recovery gave me is the ability to recognize when I'm acting out on a behavior or when I'm allowing myself to obsess over something. Does it always shut me down and stop it? Mm -hmm. Uh, No, it doesn't. But it helps. Right. So like that's there. Um, But I love who I am now, even though I don't have my daughter even though I don't have my sister. Like, those are things I just got to give my higher power. You know? So with that in mind, that's where I wanted to head next was, so you said that it came in the form of an email. You've, mm. you've gone up and you've resolved whatever issues were in the past with your mother and mm-hmm. you guys are rebuilding there and then your family is kind of starting to go, I guess she's serious now. Right. So here we are. Well, okay. So like my mom, she's, she's totally on board. Like she's, okay. she's so pr- fucking proud. Like she, you can't even imagine. Um, and my stepfather, you know, cause he saw what I did to my mom. That was the worst part. What I did to her. It's not even that I was there doing it from a distance. We do pain. Mm-hmm. Um, he did pass away from old age, um, this past right after Thanksgiving. So we got to go up there. Well, not, we got to COVID up there with her, which means do not really. Um, but I got to be there for her and that's amazing. But, um, the situation with my sister. So, um, when I told my mom that my boyfriend and I wanted to have a child mm-hmm. that, cause I tell my mom everything. This now, is true. Right? Like I right. tell her everything. Right. I'm like, we want to have a kid. We're talking about having a kid. Were you nervous to even bring it up, given the past? Bit. I was excited, but mm-hmm. also nervous, right? Because she hadn't met him yet. So mm-hmm. she, of course, was leery. Because, you know, my choices in the past have been pretty fucking questionable. Right. <laughs> um, now, she did She did meet him when my stepfather passed away. So she's she's a lot more comfortable with him. Right? Okay. She's very, she's okay with the idea. But when I first told her back in um, October, she was like questioning a lot of things. You know, are you going to get married? This, that, this, that. And then she told me she had a problem with it. And I didn't understand what the problem was. And I was starting to get defensive. So we ended the conversation. And then a couple of days later, we picked it back up. And she's like, well, I don't want to tell you. And I'm like, no, tell me. What, mm-hmm. Why are you concerned? Because I was thinking it was my age, right? Because it's okay. always about me, right. not my fucking age. Right? I like that you said that, too, because that is the biggest um, reoccurring theme. It's it's our, it's our my it's me, right? It's, it's, all it's, about all me. Me. it's all about me. It never right? occurs to us that it's something they are thinking about. Yeah, something else. <laughs> and she's like, I'm just wondering what your daughter will feel when she grows up and finds out that you had another family. And speaking of that, does your daughter know that she is your daughter? My daughter knows that she is adopted. My daughter knows that my mom and my sister know who her mother is. But not that she's you're, that they're related to her mother. I don't think so. Wow. That, okay. Yeah, but she she's getting angrier from what I learned. How old is she now? She's like nine and a half. She's getting angrier and angrier at them. Okay. And I, 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 and, and this is where this whole thing came up. Right. right? So not to get too distracted with that. So back to your mother but, saying. So that yeah, but this is this is where the email with my sister comes up. So okay. my mom's like, I think it's really going to hurt her, and if you hurt her, I'm going to hate you, right? Because my mom loves her so much, right? right? She's like a co-parent. My sister doesn't have a husband. This is the that's only, what I was wondering next. Yeah, this okay. is her only. This is the only kid, right? So okay. like the, my mom and her co-parent, and um. I'm like, mom, I'm like, that would never happen. I've thought about this, blah, blah, blah. You know, and I got, I, I got off the phone with her, man. And that shit ate me up. Of course. That ate me up because here's the thing. You and my sister, not my mom. My mom wants me to be in her life. My mom wants the family back together. Right. Okay. My the sister, ultimate overall goal. Yeah, my sister, on the other hand, she's the one with the problem about it. So, and I get it because my dad was abusive alcoholic. You know, he fucked up and, and died. He got sober for five years and then he died from cirrhosis because he, he relapsed. Right. So mm-hmm. she's got a lot of fears. I get that. Um, and then, you know, this whole thing pissed me off after I like chewed on it for a while. Because I'm like, you know what? I've been fucking clean for almost you know, four years. It was three and a, over three and a half years, man. Like, it's your fucking choice to not have me in her life. It is your choice to keep me away from her. That is your... So I was getting pissed. At my, your mother. No, at my sister. Oh, mainly, your sister. Okay. But at my mom, too, right? Because my you couldn't talk to your sister at the time. Yeah, so... Right. Um, I emailed my mom because te- it would be too long of a fucking text message. Absolutely. So I email her my feelings. 
Okay. And at the same time, I'm like, you know what? I know my mom doesn't always communicate what's going on in our lives to my sister. Mm-hmm. And we had communicated a little bit over the past three and a half, four years. Mainly, I'd give her gifts. I'd send her things, um, birthdays. And she, oh, I'm so great. Thank you so much. And it was all through email, never phone calls. The only time we texted was during COVID. And I asked her if she needed toilet paper because I was able to get some like, through, through Amazon. <laughs> right. right through Amazon. Um, so anyway, uh, I, I forwarded the email I sent my mom to her. Right. And the email was like, I understand where you're coming from, but you have to understand this. Like Lexi feels abandoned. My daughter, she feels abandoned. She feels upset. She's angry at you and, and, and my sister because of the, and a lot of it has to do with the fact that she doesn't know who the fuck her mom is. She knows her dad's dead, but she thinks her mom doesn't want her or that you're holding mom back and you're allowing this. So don't give me no fucking shit over that. Yeah, that's on. Okay, that's on that's you, on motherfuckers, you. Right? right? So that's where I was at, right? But here I am, up in my fucking high horse. I forwarded it to my sister, and I'm like, "Look, I don't know if mom told you that I want to have a kid with my boyfriend." So you just out of nowhere forwarded this my lengthy sister. email to your sister, and your sister had no idea where this is coming from. Well, no, I mean, my mom might have told her about the kid thing, but okay. So, and I'm like, "Look, I'm like, here's the deal. I'm like, if Lexi is acting up and she's she's fucking freaking out and she's being a little shit, right? And you know, because they already have her in therapy. They already have her in therapy. They're trying to find out exactly what's wrong with her. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and of course, it comes down to what would have happened the first nine months of her life. Okay. It's on me. Has nothing to do with what's been going on the last, you know, eight years. Right. Um, I was like, look, I'm here. Right. Do you realize, and I've had a lot of people tell me this, people that are in the profession of therapy, that the kid is really going to flip the fuck out. When they find out mom knew the whole time who mommy was and kept her away and would not allow her in there. Resentment like, city. Gonna, oh. So I let my sister know that. And I'm like, dude, we can, I don't get what you're doing, but I don't think it's right. And this is going to happen either way. So, so initially, did you start thinking that, you know, it's been, you were in and out and in and out of recovery and rehabs and all this so you're like i get it for that point but now here we are going a year over a two years over three years over what's it gonna take yeah. for you to realize this is sticking, sticking now and the thing was like she had she had first said if you get a year and then it was no okay that's what i was years. wondering yeah and then okay. it was now i want five like whatever she just kept upping years okay so you know and and i never really pushed it on her i ne- until this time where i was just at my edge you know what i mean and um i let her know all that and i'm like in an email an email and and i was like this is what i sent mom because i want you both on the same fucking page gotcha because i don't want mom giving me shit about not being there did you could have been there did you run this email by anyone before you of course okay so you yeah you just did it and then what was the result was my sister a couple days later she didn't respond right away a couple days later and this is about a month ago no 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 this is back in october when we decided to have the baby okay um she, she emailed back with, I don't know if you're sending this to hurt my feelings. If you're sending this to make me feel bad because you have a relationship where you're going to have a child. But I know my daughter and I know what's best. And she's going to hate me anyway when she's a teenager. So I will decide when you should come back into her life. And I was like, okay. Oh, also, I've been in therapy for a very long time. And my therapist, you know, tells me I should try to have a relationship with you. But to be completely honest, I don't want a relationship with you, which is why when you reach out, I don't continue to reach back and blah, blah, blah. Just let it fucking go. So I had to. Now, mind you, did she legally adopt her? Yeah, I let her. When she was was two years old, that was the last time I saw her. Okay, so she is literally her daughter. Yeah. Okay. She's literally her daughter. Um, And I I allowed that because when I was in, in and out of drinking. I was like, if I can't stay sober, you can legally adopt her. Like maybe in my head, I thought like that would fucking, you know, stop me. But then went the last time I, last time I saw him, I saw her and Lexi, I signed the paperwork and, um, and, and didn't really realize the repercussions of all of it. And, uh, she's never asked for child support, nothing like that because my, my Lexi was actually getting money from her dad dying. Oh, okay. Yeah. She was getting social security cause Mike died. But my sister, when she adopted her, cut all that off. Once that happens, you lose everything from the from the father and the mother, any kind of oh, child support. Oh, right, right, that. right. Because so now so, it's your kid. Yeah. So, but um, so yeah, she's she's legally adopted her when she was a little over two. So, I mean, she is her mother. So, not to mince words, you don't regret that at all. 
the only thing that you're having mixed upset feelings about is the fact that here we are and you told me this was promised and now you're getting frustrated yet you're still not willing to give with this. So what was the end result of that email? Uh, Pretty much I don't want to have a relationship with you and I will decide when you see your daughter. And you didn't write back. I know I did. I'm like, all right, I completely understand where you're coming from. And thanks. Like it was, it was pretty curt. Like, cause you know, I'm, I'm human. I don't want to say I'm an addict, but I'm human and I'm going to fucking respond. I'm going to react because you know, I was fuming, right? Like, fuck you. You think this is all about you. You think I'm trying to hurt your feelings by telling you I'm trying to have a fucking kid. I'm trying to tell you that I don't want to hurt her feelings any longer. And I think you are, but a month or two later after I thought about it, you know what I realized? What? That was the addict part of me trying to manipulate the situation and make my sister probably see that I should be able to see Lexi. You know what I mean? Like thinking about it later on, I was like, you know, that's some manipulative shit you were trying to pull. You yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was angry. I was responding to a problem in my head about my mother. Right. But in the end, I was making sure I made it very clear that you are fucking her up by not letting me in her life. That's some manipulative shit. And I had to, I had to take some time until I realized that because it was my reaction. Right. Right. And, and that, and that it is what it is. And she's right. You know, um, Emotions aren't fact. Yeah. And she, she has every right to decide what she wants to decide. Like I said, there's no legal paper saying I can't see her. Right. Um, but I don't want to stir a pot. Absolutely. Or hit a hornet's nest. Cause you know what? My mom ends up feeling the repercussions. Of right. It really is what happens. So, I mean, it, I mean, it is what it is when it comes to Lexi and you know, when the time is right, I'll be back in her life. And I mean, honestly, right now, what the fuck would I do? Right. How the fuck would I respond? How the fuck would I be a mom? Right. How how would I see her or call her or video chat with her? I don't fucking know what I would do. You know. So with you being active in your recovery and without being too specific as to what 12-step program that does look like for you, in those we usually are going about making amends. And obviously you have not had the opportunity to do that with your sister. So in person, that is. Right. So what would – and amends as far as your part look like for your sister for my sister is kind of like my mom like i i did do a little a mini amends about a year and a half ago two years ago with my sister via email um where i let her know like look i was really wrong my sister's anger with me stems from a lot of stuff way before i started drinking like me leaving the house when my parents were drunk to be with boyfriends me making fun of her because of her weight me, you know what I mean? Like just being a, an older sister and the fact that she, she, she resented me because I was skinnier. She resented me because I was good at sports. She resented me because I had the boyfriends, you know what I mean? There's shit that I can't fix. Right. But I let her know that I was wrong if I ever made her feel certain ways and that she was kind of happy with that. Like she made her feel a little better. Right? Did she respond? She, did. she responded to that. That was like a couple of years, like two and a half years ago. Right. Okay. So every, a lot of shit's changed, but, um, for me, it would just be a living amends. I don't think there's anything that I could say to her that would change right. anything right i really don't like I, there's no words that would change how she feels right and now with lexi, and you've come to peace with understanding that yeah and with lexi in the middle there's another resentment i'm her mother right so no matter what in the end my sister's done all the work she took on the responsibility she was a savior in all honesty if she wants to paint herself as something she was fucking superwoman coming in, taking my, taking my kid, taking our child, mm-hmm. and raising her on her own as a single mother. Absolutely. That's some shit. Yep. But she doesn't, I don't think she sees it like that, you know? What does the conversation look like with your daughter at some point to explain your absence? Have you thought about what that looks like? All right, so I don't have a whole lot of experience with kids. Right. I'm not going to lie. The ones that I have had experience with have been limited. And um, there's a part of me, depending on her age, that's, I mean... I, I, addiction is so open now, mm-hmm. right? Like, thankfully, um, thankfully it is. And, m- and maybe by the time I get to talk to her, you know, I'll just be like, "Look, so here's the deal. Like, I was drunk, I was an addict. You know, your dad was too. You know, and I'm sure you understand that you carry this. It's carried in my family. It's carried in your dad's family. And like, um, I wanted to be here when I finally got my shit together. And don't think anything you could have done as a baby would have changed." me drinking because nothing nothing would have only i could right um and it's not your fault you know nothing it's none of this is your fault right um and that i love you and you know there's that part of me that wants to point out the fact that you know oh your your mom kept me away right no i would 
God, I would have to be fucking spiritual and be like, <laughs> right. you know, I'd have to, I'd have to be spiritual and be like, you know, you know, your mother did what she thought was best this right. last so many years. And I just want you to know this last so many years that I've loved you and I've thought about you every day. Um, someone's like write cards and do shit and write letters. All right. So I tried doing that. I was going to say, do you have like a collection of letters you've written? I, or wish, have you I been... wish I could say I did. So people like I would do it and then I'd just put one in a box and then I'd buy a second one and not fill it out. Like, I don't know if I, if I avoid it cause I don't know what to say or if it just brings up too many feelings because it's like, I got to face the fact and here I am now trying to have a kid and I can't. Right. Right. Like that's some, that's some fucking shit. Like God was like, here, I gave you a chance and not saying that's not what God does, but God doesn't do that. He doesn't say, Hey, you fucked up. My God doesn't anyway. Um, but this is, you know, she's been given life for a reason. My sister has been given her for a reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, my sister always wanted kids. She just right. never had the relationship to do it. Right. You know, she's got a boyfriend. It's not, she just never had that close of a relationship to have a child with somebody. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I would just try to let her know, like, whatever, you know, I'm not going to sit there. Whatever you need, I'll buy it. <laughs> All right. That don't work, you know, because um, I tried that. Um, but, yeah, I would just let her know I love her and anything that I could do as a mother for her that I would. And please, God, don't blame. As much as my sister pisses me off and I think she's being selfish, don't blame her. Right. Don't be mad at her. She was doing what she thought. Just like my mom. I can't be mad at my mom. She, no. She thinks I hate her. Not hate her. She thinks she's she's damaged us. And I keep trying to tell her when she gets upset, like, mom, you didn't know what was happening. Like, you didn't understand what you were doing because you were doing the best you fucking could. Right. You know, so there's that. And, um, I mean, I would just, just let her know I'm there. Hopefully if I have a, hopefully if we do have a child, she'll know that she's got a half brother or sister. To close out your story and this whole section session with you, um, what would you say to the listener that's out there struggling, whether it's they've already gotten help and they're trying and they're struggling to come back in and all this, or just being insecure and looking in the mirror and hating that person that they look at to know that they're enough. What do you say to that person? Well, the person that's struggling and trying to, trying to stay clean or sober, keep coming back and don't give up hope. It took me lots and lots and lots of tries. Just don't fucking die doing it because that's where we end up. Yeah. Um, I've lost people that I haven't talked about, you know, that were acquaintances in recovery. Um, so just, just fucking, I'll pray for you. That's what I say. I'll pray for you because I believe in you and I love you. Even if you don't love yourself. Um, but the person that looks in the mirror and can't look at themselves, you're beautiful. Don't ever think you're not. Um, beauty comes in many forms and our fucking twisted society has put a shape to it and a look. Um, but even if you think you're twisted and fucked up, you're not, there's still good in there and there's still beauty that you probably haven't seen. Um, and they give yourself a chance, you know, not to sell yourself short. So yeah, that's about it. I'm so grateful beyond grateful that you took the time to come over here and actually spend time with us and to go through your journey with us and trusted us with that. So I love you very much. I love you too. Very grateful. And I hope everyone out there knows that there is a solution and you can be in it too. Just talk to somebody and don't give up. And just remember, just trust me. Okay. Thanks. Have a good night. Love you.